Yeah, clear that and give me a new a new file so I can just delete the one that you... I already did. Thank you. We're starting a new one right now. We're at now now? We are now now. So we're recording? Yes, sir. Outstanding. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with the K-1 Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Nominella Trist. Misandry. Apparently it's a thing. And to some, they believe it's a good thing. I decided I was going to go into this show with an open mind. Let's see how it goes. Misandry. Talk about it. Hey. 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 The K101 podcast is intended for an adult audience, exclusively for people who are both mature and intellectually self-aware enough to comprehend the gravity and the responsibility of the sexual content contained in the discussion that follows. Those under the age of 18 are requested and expected to discontinue this feed now. I know you're going to dig this. A portion of you are going to dig this. <laughs> I'm your host, Mr. Dominella Trist. Thanks a lot for hanging out with the K101 Podcast. To my right, your stage left, Cersei and Nuts. Hello. How you doing, dear? I'm doing all right. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> Just stare at the boobies. Stare at the boobies. Our supervising producer for this segment, Wall Street. The fact that it takes 100 million sperm to find one egg just shows that men will never stop and ask for directions. <laughs> All right, I'm with you on that one. I like that one. Much better than the first egg. <laughs> As I look around the Panige Gallery, KMFD Mike. Hello, good people. How are you, sir? Doing all right. Okay, can you curmudgeon up for me if I need if I need a wingman? Oh, if I must. I all will. right, cool. Sounds like a plan. Over in the Panage Gallery, Sawdust Stud. How you doing? Good. Welcome back. Stinger Switch. Howdy. How you doing, dear? Alive. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Video producer this evening is Chapin. Hi. Hey, we got everything together so far. She rocking. <laughs> Rock out, watch your cock out. Put that thing on your shoulder, walk around. Oh, no, my head's going to get too big. Yeah. And over in the audio producer chair, our uh, our, our new audio engineer. I can't wait for the credits to come up. I'm, I'm going to work on those this week. I can't wait. Um, the new credits, Panda. Back to pushing buttons. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> I, I, we could say, hey, girl, hey. No, you don't have to. I swear I can to take God, I will. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, deep down. Thank you. Okay, so, um, tonight's show. Hello? Oh, thank you. Sorry, dear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I looked down, and four hands went up like Love this. And All right, so Fetish My Lily Rose has called in on the studio line. How are you, dear? Um, I'm doing all right. Where How are you? you? Where, where, where are, are you, right dear? Now? Harrisonburg. So you're still in Virginia? Yeah, Virginia's the longest state. Yeah. All right. It takes forever to get through to Virginia. Yeah, when you go down to 81. Anyway. Well, all right. So are you up for this show? Yeah. All right. Miss Andrew, go. Okay. Uh, a couple of... This is bullshit! <laughs> That was a lot faster than seven minutes of forty seconds. I had seven. I had seven minutes. You had five and a half. I think you might be closest. Yeah, we we had a betting pool as to how long the first blow up would take. So I don't think that one counts. I'm pretty sure it was just sarcasm. All right. Yeah. All right. So the timer is running though. I can see it. A couple of disclaimers. The opinions expressed by the writer of this article are not necessarily those expressed by this presenter, the host, or anyone else of the studio. You guys, um, you guys know it's not. But it, but it, it is a point that is important to discuss. Um, the other thing I need to point out about this essay, it is so cis-heteronormative that even I, as a cis, completely straight woman, was really uncomfortable at times. I'm raising my hand because that's... That's the right thing to do during the show. Uh, One thing I would just want to point out, you're right, it is his heteronorm, but I think it's important that the the listeners know the author is bisexual. Yes. Uh, But other than that, this is completely the standpoint of a, for all practical purposes, a cis woman. Right. Um, And this is going to be a hot topic. We're going to try to be as respectful as we can. We know it's going to get potentially heated, so we're just going to all just try to take a breath every once in a while. I'm working on it. Oh, okay. God 
damn it! I'll, I'll try to give you a distraction every once in a while. <laughs> um, so the way this the the author can you give me her name, Wall Street, oh, yes. please? It is um, Pauline. I hope I pronounced this last name right. Right. Pauline Armange, H-A-R-M-A-N-G-E. If I know anything about the French language, they don't care about the letter H, so it's just <laughs> Armange. Um, and I looked her up. She was born in 95, so I was thinking at first, when I was reading this, I'm like, maybe she's maybe closer to my generation because some of the things she expressed, I had hoped maybe had Wait, changed. Wait, she was born in 95? Yeah, she my brain just exploded, too. Yeah, that means she's Dutch Marlene Rose's age. Right, she's 25, 26. Yeah, she's 20, she's 25, 26 years old. So I was a little disheartened by this to to see that she still feels the way that I and I feel or I felt for a while. Um, I was hoping that there had been some more progress, and maybe there has. It's just this is is her take on things. Um, she defines misandry as a negative feeling towards the entirety of the male sex. Again, cis gendered men she but she she doesn't specify that in the book she just says all men but she says it's not outright hatred it can range from um just suspicion to outright loathing it it, there's a spectrum in there um she says it's generally expressed through um impatience with men and their behaviors and and a real impatience with men in spaces that are women's spaces and again, that's one point that I'm not entirely certain about. I they agree with her on. Um, she says, ultimately, it is a practice of precaution um, that when, when, when you identify as a misandrist, no man is safe ever. You can have ones that do really well, but there's, they're always on probation. Like For our studio audience, uh, can you give the definition of misandrist? A misandrist is a woman who hates men. In this, she says that it is you know a, a negative feeling towards the entirety of the male sex. Yes, Wall Street. Yeah. So I think. Thank you for my Star Trek ship posting group for giving me some great insight into this topic. <laughs> I think the best analogy I can use, and maybe this isn't even that great, um, if you think post-World War II America, um, there was a lot of, I don't want to say, probably hatred, but maybe distrust Mm -hmm. towards Germans, towards Japanese. Um, It it arose from trauma, from four years of us shooting the crap and killing each other. I, I feel like that's where Ms. Armand is coming from. She doesn't hate individual men. It's that her experience, and God, I would feel terrible at age 25 that she feels this way, to yes. your point. I didn't realize she was that young. Yes. I thought she was much older. I, that's why I looked her up. I, it, it's almost like a trauma response. It's, yes. I, I don't hate men. I don't trust them because I've been treated so poorly, so now my guard is up 24-7. Yes. Honestly, I think that comes from the fact that women now are also, well, you've got to think, like, yeah, that was a thing back then, but now it's also a thing because now we see it on social media more. When our friends go through these types of things, um, we talk about it more. So, it's, of course, that feeling still there. It is more public than it used to be. That's absolutely true. Um, the other thing I wanted to kind of touch on is the, the difference between feminism and misandry. She says... Um, Misandry is born out of and is fed by anger, and it's a private anger. That feminism is the public face of that anger. It's um, what I'm going to call the more politically correct face to put on things. It's the how can we fix this, how can we get things done uh, face. Misandry is the fuck it, flip the table, I am done with all of your species, I'm not trying anymore. I get the feeling. I can't say that I've never had that feeling. I don't know that it's particularly helpful. Um, and that's where we're going to go into this a little bit more. The other thing I would say is, as I read more and more of her, of her essay, she kept saying that it's towards the, the male gender. But I think really what her problem is with is the culture, the, the toxic male culture that we have um, 
It's still around, yes, KMFT. When you were reading the article, yes. whom did you sense that she was writing the article to? She's, she's, her Great audience question. is, her audience is women, but it's also, and she says, men who want to be allies, sometimes the best thing they can do is shut up and listen. And that men have a tendency to want to solve problems. And that's a wonderful trait to have, but sometimes you just have to vent. And that's, that her, this, this essay of hers is a rant. It is a vent. It is not necessarily God looking to fix anything. It. If you learn something from it, great. And that's that's one of her other big beefs is that men, she she started out by saying her her, um, her original the book opens with her talking about she posted on a blog about she's tired of men not taking enough interest in feminist issues, and some man immediately responded to her blog. Well, perhaps it's because of all you femi- you know, you you men hating women and you know you're just you know um, sex starved shrews. And she's like, well, there you go. That's, she says the word misandrist is used a lot of times to discount or devalue a woman's argument or a woman's opinion. Um, if a woman says, hey, I'm really tired of this behavior that I'm seeing in men. Oh, you just hate men. And it's a way of dismissing her feelings and her complaints. Um, thought experiment here. Mr. NVT, when you got dressed for the show tonight, how much time did you think into what you were wearing? Zero. Okay. He actually got dressed at the show. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> ask me a better question. How long did it did it come for me to come up with the idea of just wearing the black shirt? That's all I wear. That took a lot longer. Okay. But you have this. You can wear this. You're comfortable. You know that this is acceptable for you, right? Sure. Okay. My thought process for getting dressed for tonight's show was an involved process. Did I have to dress severely so that my, I could be taken seriously? If I dressed as I decided to dress tonight, would it be, oh, you know, just fluff? She's dressed sexy, so she doesn't really mean it. Would I be written off? I ended up, in the, in the spirit of the article... I chose to wear what I felt good in tonight, regardless of what anyone else's reaction is going to be, because that's the whole point of this is no longer caring about, um, and I don't want to say not caring about a man's opinion, because that's not it. It's no longer caring about the general overall, I have to fit your picture, I have to fit into your world, fuck you know, this is my world, if you would like to come into it, here's the door make you you find a place in yes it seems like a kind of letting go of making a conscious appeal to the male gaze very much a conscious appeal to the male opinion not just gaze yes panda see i would disagree so for the people who can't see i'm kind of dressed up Mm -hmm. um and you know it it really feels like you know i put on several different outfits Mm -hmm. before i i left my home this evening yep but ultimately, I chose the one that I was most comfortable in. And, and that's the point is it's, you know, I could have this is what I was most comfortable in tonight. But I went through the process of will I be taken seriously? Will the message be undercut? Yes. And it was not oriented towards a male centric belief of what it is that you felt that men would like you to be seen seen in. No, I, I disagree. I think that it was more of a yes or no. Was, was it oriented towards a male? Did no. you, yeah. So that you chose to wear what you wore tonight because that's what you felt good in. Right. And it's it's really empowering to feel comfortable in the clothes that you wear. Yes. Not necessarily to have that perspective of what others will think of you based on what you're wearing. That's the point of this essay is to quit giving fucks about what men in particular think of you. Um, so let me just... She also points out that misandry and misogyny are not two faces of the same coin. Um, Wall Street, you had some good comments on this. So so the analogy that she almost sets up in her book is um, the concept of, you know, we talk about the, the both sides argument, you know, well, mm-hmm. we should give equal weight to both sides. That's what feminism is, right? I mean, that's everybody feminism. Has to, everybody that's feminism. has to be equal. 
That's feminism. That's feminism. Making, making sure I'm still on the All same right. page, tracking. Misandry makes the argument that when she compares misandry to misogyny, it's not the same thing. It's right. not even close. Um, it's it's almost, and I'm going to come back to that trauma aspect. Yeah. It's almost like the relationship between the abuser and the abused. Misogyny, the patriarchy, men have control over so many things in life. Our culture, the economy, society, they're basically the ones with, with, with the power. Mm-hmm. So for a man to hate a woman, it's irrational. There's no reason to hate someone that you have power over because you have fucking power over them. Misandry is reactive. Mm-hmm. The, the abused person has every reason to hate their abuser. So to call out a misandry, say, well, you shouldn't hate men. That's basically saying you shouldn't hate the person who's keeping you down. Like, right. no, you have every reason to want that. And, and I disagreed with her a little bit on this. Misogyny to me is somewhat reactive. It's not. Um, mis- misogyny is the fear of losing power that you have. Misandry is the fear of not ever getting the damn power. Yes, I was about to ask that same question. Agreed. Basically, to say that there are not things within a male's life that can lead to misogyny the same way that yes. that the same uh, the opposite for women um, is not fair. Right. There are certainly activities on each level, and they're all based upon either a, a fear of not having power or a fear of losing. And and that's where I think it comes in differently. Is you know, uh, misogyny starts with all the power, fear of someone coming up means you don't have as much misand or uh yeah misandry is i want a seat at the fucking table and and you're not i'm not getting it and it gets to the point where you just again you flip the table you know what that's it screw it um god damn it yeah. oh god i wish she was here for this um <laughs> the thing that i started thinking about is you know people saying well men have all the power i know that is not a hundred percent true in the United States anymore, um, we we've made a lot of a lot of progress. We've made a lot of strides, but still, it has been within my lifetime, within the lifetime of several people in this studio, that women could get a credit card in their own fucking name. Um, you know, it it took us forever to get one woman on the Supreme Court. It's it this is it is a still ongoing process, and to say it doesn't exist anymore is not true. Um, I know personally. <laughs> Through my work, I've had more than one occasion, and one not that long ago, a male client said to me, boy, I wish I could call your husband and thank him for letting you work and having a job. <gasps> yes, KMFD Mike. My reaction to what it is that they're saying there and what you're saying, mm-hmm. I know male individuals of race and color who are having a similar issue mm-hmm. under every circumstance of what it is that you're describing. I sense that there is something to do um, with white male misogyny yeah. and how it affects yes. all levels of things, not simply yes. just feminine on the level. Yes. My favorite quote from Ruth Bader Ginsburg, God rest her soul, was someone had asked her how many women should be on the Supreme Court mm-hmm. or what's the right number? What's the right number? Yeah, what's the right number? And she said, well, we should have nine. And the reporter looked and says, don't you think that's too many? And he, and, and he re- she replied, we have nine men and no one thought that was too many. Exactly. The point I'm making is, and this is what makes it so, I don't want to say insidious, but I can't think of a better word. Right. We live in a society where things like that are the default. Yes. And we don't, we take it for granted. We have nine male judges on the Supreme Court and, oh, well, that's the way it's supposed to be. Right. So- it's 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 we have to challenge those things that we see in plain sight, but don't recognize um, where don't recognize. I think it was Gloria Steinem. Forgive me. It was one of those feminist writers from the 70s who said misogyny is not the hatred of women. You hit the nail on the head. It's the fear of women. Yeah. Misogynists don't hate women. They are afraid that this. And and I think you're right, KMFD Mike, when it comes. I think race does have some of it, too. Mm-hmm. These groups, particularly white men, have a, a, a outsized portion of power in society, and it's a fear of being upseated and of losing yeah. that. Chapin. I'm just going to say, um, talking about strides that women have made, mm-hmm. first female vice president. I know. Yeah. That's, I, I, I have a timeline that I wrote down, you know, starting in 76 with Abigail Adams saying, you know, don't forget the ladies. 
Yes, KMFD Mike. I want to hear Mr. NDT's no, opinion. <laughs> yes, we do. I think, I think it's fair. I think it's very no. fair because honestly, I'm not in the place. No, I'm 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 allowing if it's okay with everyone. I was yeah. You're allowed to have at least a say on your own show in this particular yeah. aspect yeah. because you do represent a an element of our listenership. Yeah, and, and, my before, sense it and, should be. and before we go there, let me say I'll be the first to say all feelings are valid. No matter what you feel, you are entitled to feel that. Fetish sure Lily Rose, what do you got to say? No, uh, not with us, huh? There okay. she is. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry, I had to unmute it. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to start. Um, I don't understand number one why we're grouping either gender, um, and hating either gender for any of these reasons um I, I, i'm i'm out of this one uh there's so many things that i could say and none of them are positive that's right. i was really hoping that we were moving past this article by this time but then when i read how young this author was yeah. I'm like, shit, haven't we made any progress? I, I think we've made ridiculous amounts of yeah. progress. Right. We've just, we're now paying attention to one person who's, and if I say it's just one person, now all of a sudden I'm victim blaming again because I'm this white old dude. So fuck it, I'm not talking. If, if, my, if I may ask a question. No, but you're right, though. Is It comes down to, like, I don't know, things have been the way that they've been for as long as they have, and now people are just... We live in a time where there is more freedom and more equality and more... I mean, hell, I travel the country and get naked in public buildings for a living as a female. So I don't understand how any of this is even a thing. I, like, we have more tolerance and patience. Are we perfect? Not by any stretch of the imagination. But where we are today versus where we were 30 years ago... Y'all can shut the fuck up for a little bit, All right? right? So, so let me <laughs> a, let me ask you two questions. Hang Should, on, hang on. We have one oh, over here. I'm sorry. I think it. the focus and the frustration is that some people believe, yes, oh my god, we've made progress. I did an entire uh, research project about this, but there are still many situations in which um, women are oppressed or victimized. Yes. Absolutely. So I it's kind of like, yes, we've made hell of progress. I will absolutely say that we've come so far, but we've also got far to go. Yes. KMFD Mike. I sense there's a, in, in most of these circumstances, there's a sense of lack of awareness yeah. on, on everybody's level. There is areas within our country, within Pennsylvania, that are solely feminine. A male cannot enter those realms, no matter what it is that we try to do. If you ask for equality in, in, in child's custody, you're not going to get it. You're never going to get it. Nope. It's protected. It's protected so that women, it's perceived that a woman is a better parent yep. by far than a man, and there's nothing to be done. Women, honestly, and I'm gonna, if those who do not are, who are not aware of that fact, and if they were aware of that fact, may understand that this is a common problem that everybody suffers from on a lot of levels. Let me ask a question, Emily Rose. If you can chime in with a yes or no, we'll do Russ show of hands. Systemic sex sexism: the idea that society as a whole is stacked against women, that men have the upper hand. How many people believe it exists? Okay. So to a degree. All right. Yeah. So so yeah. we we're all in agreement. Yes. We we disagree maybe on the very but we all agree that that women are at a fundamental disadvantage to to some extent or another. In this country, disadvantage? That's what systemic sexism is. Women yes. have a fundamental disadvantage in society. I don't know if I agree with that. All right, well then you're I out of the conversation. I sense it's more like a pendulum, Wall Street. I See, there you go. Right. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. I'm a dissenting opinion, so just cast me aside. Well, no, but I'll tell you why. So here, here's, here's, kind of my here's kind of my beef. Like, in order to buy into this concept, you have to buy into that. You have to accept that systemic sexism exists. And I say you're out of the conversation because if you can't accept that, then nothing I'm going to say next is going to have any impact. Right. It, her her point was that. So therefore, if I don't agree, then I can't be part of the solution, and I'm just fucking wrong. You have that's the first thing you have to do. I got that. Acknowledge so that so then, any then sense I just at have, all. Then I have that makes the, zero the, sense the because point, that means that means I automatically the, the one, have to just be no, wrong. No, no. The one point she makes is that men who do not acknowledge their privilege, their advantages, yeah. are 
I'm, I'm not saying there's no white privilege. I'm not saying there's no male privilege. Right. There's absolutely male privilege. There's female privilege, too. And don't think there isn't. Okay, yeah. that's not the point of this article. Of course not, because that would fucking make things equal. There it was. Who had 2353? <laughs> if I may... Real, real, all right, all right, we're uh, we're up against we're, a break. We're, we're, we're over break. break. We're yeah. over break. Guys, we'll be right back. Don't go long, because I'm... Yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to put a fucking break on this one. I might be like, okay, we're back to the fucking argument. Might be like that. I don't know. Hang on. One second. Shave it. Shaved testicles make me smile. Shaved testicles make me smile too. Hey, K101 fam. Wall Street here. Hope you're enjoying the great show we got planned out so far. We always strive to give you the best content. But do you want to see where stuff gets real weird? Check out our Patreon page. It's full of exclusive member-only content, including behind-the-scenes photos, interviews with the staff, and my mangina. Becoming a subscriber is a great way to support the show and get to know your content creators on a more personal level. Plus, donations start at as little as $1 per meow. So click the link below to check it out and subscribe. Well, if you'll excuse me, I think I hear Penny opening a can of tuna on the other side of the studio. Hey guys, Mr. Nominella Trist here. I just wanted to make sure that you knew we love doing this show for you. So if you have ideas for the show that you wanted to get to us, if you have questions for us, you have comments, you think we got something wrong, there's a bunch of different ways you can tell us. My favorite one is go to nonvanillatrist.com. We have the K101 team. They have their own tab there where you can get to the link to every person on our show. Right on their Twitter page. You can go right there and find us. It's very, very easy. If you wanted to call into the studio and leave a message, even when we're not live, 717-925-0603. You also have nvtrist at gmail.com. You're just emailing the studio flat out. That's what we're here for. Guys, the show's only good when you interact, so keep doing it because we have a lot of people that are already doing it. Thank you for those of you who do. Just keep, keep the ideas coming because we're going to keep making the show better. Hey guys, you check out that merch link yet? What? You live in the country? You're worried that your mother-in-law is gonna find out that you're rocking the K101 kinky gear? You don't want your dad knowing that you have a kinky coffee mug in your cabinet, huh? Or are you one of those guys or girls that just doesn't give a flying fart in the breeze because you live in the city? Well, we have a great way that you can support the K101 podcast. It's called the K101 Official Merchandise. If you check the link below and click on it, it'll take you right to our Streamlabs page where you can get rocking K101 t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get tank tops, there's sports bras, you can get K101 dungeon throw pillows, or you can get, my favorite, the K101 coffee mug. It supports the show and therefore supports the community. Go ahead and click that link below and you'll be helping us all out. Hey guys. You know, we understand not everybody can sit for over an hour in front of YouTube, watch a video of the Non-Vanilla Trist podcast. We, we get it. We understand that. However, if you head on over to our audio partner, friend of the show, all around pretty good dude, scottwillkillyou.com, you'll not just get all of the K101 shows before they're available on any alternative platforms. You'll also find Our Reviews Will Kill You, where K101's very own Puck and Scotty host this irreverent, off-kilter, farcical, yet technically intellectual show that is just all about film and movies. It's a lot of fun. We think you're really going to like it. While you're there, you'll also find comedy video shorts from Legion of Lunacy. You'll find Scott Will Kill You production videos, Blue Iron. There's so much over there. 
So if you haven't been there, scottwillkillyou.com. There, there's just too much to go with. Scott will kill you with content. I was sitting here going, damn. Not everybody's disagreeing with where you're standing. Okay. All right, guys, thanks a lot for hanging out with the Kevin Podcast. We are back now. Right, Kevin, right, we're back now? Yeah. yeah? Okay, cool, we're back. Guys, thanks a lot for hanging out with the Kevin Podcast. We're in a spirited conversation, shall we say. Miss Andrew, Wall Street, you're getting ready to dive in. I, I was going to say, when we talk about systemic sexism, you know, you can say it's my opinion that, that it doesn't exist. And here's what I'm saying is this. Two plus two equals four. If you tell me two plus two equals five, we can't proceed with our conversation until you agree that two plus two equals four. Your question is flawed, Wall Street. Okay. Yes, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to hear why. The reason that so many people agreed was not on the 100% agreement that, right. that there's male systemicism within the United States. It happens to a degree. We can't say it's not there. It has to be there. We're acknowledging that it exists. But to, weigh, right. to your example, you're going 100%, and you're saying that if you can't agree with it completely... And you're no, no. Then you're out of the conversation. I think he's just saying that if you if you can't see that there is still such a thing as male privilege, then until you recognize that you are coming from a place of privilege, you you are not open to the discussion of where on the spectrum we are. Thank you. Great. Hold on, time out. How is there male privilege when I can sell my stocks on the internet? No one's buying my stocks. My yeah, no one's buying my stocks. Yeah, no one's buying my stocks. Like I sell my news for a Question, question though. Yeah. Uh, the same the same reason why mute yourself, please. The same reason why women are viewed as, you know, the And mute up for me quick. Go ahead. So pregnant barefoot in the kitchen. The reason why women are more prone to, you know, win cases is because mm -hmm. they were put in these positions. Who who gave us the narrative of we have to be the housekeepers? Who gave us the narrative of we have to be these sexual objects? Who gave us that sexual like women are now socially claiming that back yes. because men have made this market for women being used as sexual products yeah like if we weren't being used to clean if we weren't being used to fuck what else was our purpose way back when like let's right. think about that and nowadays like Yes, we win there, these cases. There, I, I can, I'm 100 percent behind you. So that you. ties into the misandry thing. Another yes. thing, uh, it's like, it's like saying there aren't any uh, homeless people because you have a house. You have to admit that there are other people in the situation that you're not in. Yes. So that, that was two things I wanted to say before we started bouncing around. One of the things, though, is where where does the the element of ownership concerning your circumstances lie? Exactly. If, if, if not homelessness saying, not in, in today's day and age. Reason, I, I think my daughters have just as much of a chance at succeeding in life as my son does. Succeeding 100%. in life is not no. the only goal here, though. And this no. is part of what she gets into, is that if you look at a, a typical household, yes, men do more chores, men do more things around the house than they used to. That's great. It wasn't that long ago. There was a man who posted a video on YouTube, I think, of him doing his hair, his daughter's hair in the morning. And he got all these compliments about, oh, what a great dad he must be. And he's looking at his time he's spending with his daughter. And he's doing his daughter's hair. So the fuck what? Yeah. If a woman had posted that video, they'd be like, well, you know, why didn't you do it in these double fancy braids or whatever? You know, if a man drives his kids to daycare, oh, look at what a great daddy is. If a woman does it, yeah. Or, or, or at the worst, at worst, it's, Oh, well, what a shame you can't stay at home with your kids. If a man has to leave work early to take care of his kids, he's a great parent. If a mom has to leave work early, well, you're cutting into business production. Exactly. And that's where we're still fighting a little bit of the battle. Is it better? Absolutely. Are we there yet? No. And that's part of the point. And that's just here in a highly developed progressive society. Um it is, it is. Yeah, United, not, United Arab Americans, yeah. they're, not, they're not having this Can't problem. Mike. One of the things we have to be careful of in both reading this article and our comments is that we're at now now. Yes. To be able to argue about things that were isn't fair. And it's also ammunition that not, can't necessarily be useful because it doesn't truly accurately state where okay. it is that we are. All right. If progress is to be measured, we have to make progress the measurement, not what was right. hard. Okay. Here's, here's the, the counter to that. In, in in the 70s and 80s, with the next wave of um, feminism, you get the women can do it all. We can go to work. You know, uh, was the, the, the 
perfume commercial. You know, I can bring home the bacon, fry it up a pan, and and still never let you forget you're a man. I have to do all of it, and and it was it became then okay. Now we're to the point where we have more of a choice. That's still great, but there is still this this thought that. A woman has to fit into a man's world. If you look at the fashion from the 80s, the shoulder pads, the severely tailored suits to look like a man's suits, it was women changing themselves to fit into a man's world. The point of this article is, at, the, at least, it, should, it shouldn't matter. It should be a gender-neutral world. If we reach that point, to, to uh, finish Emily's uh, point, why are we still talking about genders? Because it is unfortunately still a thing. We are getting so much better at it. Yes, Wall Street. One thing I would comment to your point, Kim, if you make, you're right, we're in now now. So if we agree, assuming we agree, that that things are not equal, why does the argument of, well, women have made so much progress. That's great. That doesn't make them equal. Right. Like, we shouldn't be saying, look how far we've come. We shouldn't be having that conversation until we're at the finish line. Does that does that make sense? Absolutely. It's definitely more of a conversation of, yeah, it, it it's still a conversation of men are at a dollar and we're at 73 cents. Yeah. You know, like, and like, it's like, oh, cool. You know, it went to, that's not, I'm not saying, you know, th that's my metaphor right now. Yeah. I'm not saying that's physically what it is, but... It's kind of like we were at 50 cents, you know, 10 years ago. And for us to now be at 73, it's like, look at the progress yeah. you made. And it's like, okay, well, where's, it, it, where's the other 17, the 27 cents? It preaches cents? this like, false sense of gratitude. Like, you yes, should be happy for the strides that you made. Yes. And if you're not happy for making progress, now you're ungrateful. Like, no, bitch. We're going to be happy when we get there. Nigger <laughs> <laughs> doesn't go across the table. Stinger switch. I think one can be simultaneously very grateful for the progress that we've made while also acknowledging that we need to make more progress. I think that can absolutely exist. Yes. Yep. Grateful is the wrong word. What is that? I don't think grateful is the best word. You should acknowledge what progress you've made. You should never be satisfied. As a man, a white male, I am never satisfied as where I am. I think there's always routes that I can be better. I think that men should be held accountable. And it's seriously a pendulum. There, I mean, there are times where men, the fear makes us regress and we go another direction away from equal rights, away from equal everything. And then, but it doesn't go quite as far. It doesn't go as far as it nasty as it has been. And then it swings back another direction. And all of a sudden we have, I mean, I'm, I know this is awful, but we have a, not awful, is an awful way of bringing it forward. We have a female vice president. Yes, 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 yes. And more people, more women who are, representing women in Congress and in House of Representatives and at state levels. This is progress. We should not be satisfied. This should not be where it is that we stay. And it should not be an right. accomplishment. This is not the goal to get the, to get the for 30 or uh, 73 cents. Right. The goal is as close as you can get, 100 as soon as you right. can get. Recognize what it is that you got. Take that information and fight right. for the rest. And, and, and I would say this is where feminism, I, I, I skew to the feminism side is because I want a man to be able to take off from work and go pick up his kids and not be like, oh, you know, guess your pussy whipped because your wife's making you go do that. That that man who posted that video about doing his daughter's hair, he got all these rave comments and he also got flack from, oh, well, you know, what's wrong with you that you have to take it? He, he got shit sure. from other men yeah, for I, doing I'll tell this. you, I've raised two daughters and at the time I was raising my daughters in my first marriage, my ex-wife was making a boatload more money than i was mm -hmm. and i was taking care of the kids i was i was stay-at-home dad sometimes i was work you know work my ass off dad and still taking care of my kids mm -hmm. brushing my daughter's hair i was mm -hmm. the one who's doing the baths right. and everything and people would look at me like man you're doing all this great and I'm like, no i'm just fucking raising my kids like a dad's supposed to i mean and that's the goal is great. that that for to be for everyone but there is still this lingering approbation well, yeah, I have opinions that differ, so therefore I'm a Sanders. Let's I'm, stop I'm, I'm right there. Yeah. Let, let, me ask, let, let me ask you a question. I'm trying to be very objective. I'm going to let you have the floor a couple minutes. Or I should say, Cersei's going to let you have the floor. Like, what? Speak to me about, I can tell your concern to your irk. What is it that bothers you? It, that we sit here and we're bitching about men. Okay. And it's all this male privilege. Okay. Women have privilege, too. Okay. We don't fucking talk about that. Do, so let's pause there for a minute. Do you think men have more or less privilege than women? I would say 
because of the way our culture has come through the ages and evolved, okay. we absolutely have more. Okay. I think we will talk about women's privilege when they have just as much as men. Oh, okay. Until then, my opinion doesn't matter. Uh, all gotcha. right. It's not that it doesn't matter. It's, it's just, just we're not listening to that... it because we haven't gotten to 100% yet. Oh, cool. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Panda. You know, being the same age as this author, mm -hmm. it's, it's really enlightening to see that someone this age has these points of views. Yeah. And to, to Wall Street's point, I really wonder what happened in her life to give her these views and i'm not sure if the book goes into that it it doesn't really um she talks about a little bit about her home situation but go ahead but i mean you know you're giving all these great examples of what was happening mm -hmm. in, her village, in, mm -hmm. in the past and to kmfd mike's point you know as someone who didn't live through right. that i think it's a slightly skewed perspective am okay. i saying that it's not correct that that women should have more you know of an equal say no absolutely right. not but I think I I understand to a degree where I'm sure. Came from. Okay, like the question that I have is the individuals who are making fun of the man who mm -hmm. is doing the hair were they men or women men. for the double buy? Yeah, he was making fun. He was doing it, but when it when a woman does it, you know, what do you mean you're not doing the double the double knots? What's matter? Is that a guy or a girl? Who do you think's propagating that negative perspective of what it is? It's competition. It, it, well, no, it's. The fact that a man can do it and is worthy of all this praise and a woman does it and it's not. But men can be ousted and said, this guy is being a pussy for what it is he's doing. And right. everybody looks at him and goes, How about just you men are stupid in general? You insensitive, you know, I mean, you know whatever. Dude. Well, a woman that... But if a woman picks up a hammer, it's worth all this praise. And if a man builds a house, he just builds a house. But it's okay for a woman to say that should be a double braid and not a single braid? You're lazy. No, it's... That's getting away from the point here. Um, she, the, the other thing that she, she really, to bring it into modern time, in a relationship, she says women are the ones who tend to start more fights in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay, why is that? Better recognize. Why is that? Why do people start fights? Radical communication. Why, why do you. Or somebody just has a communicate uh, something there's been an error in communication and they have been either feeling talked over or not listened to to the point where someone just blows up and that's not a good reaction to right. have. I think people need to be clearer communicators okay. on both sides so you know, the, the person who bottle it up the person who starts the fight is the one who is dissatisfied with something in the relationship right yeah okay typically yeah there, there's a point of contention Okay. That's why the that's why the argument starts. That's why they're upset. So does the fact that women are the ones who tend to start more of the fights tell you something that women yes, are just spoiled brats? Oh my god. I'm they're dissatisfied with something in the relationship. You're spoiled. So Thank you for the comedy on that one. This comes in with when a woman gets upset and starts to talk starts to bring forth a complaint if she the the author says if she is cold and logical then she's not really serious but if she's emotional then you know well you're too emotional i can't talk to you about this right now yes panda right i think that when a woman brings you know a topic of conversation to the relationship it's oh my girlfriend my wife is nagging me about something and it's not taken seriously yes yeah if they're nagging but where is that line? Right. You know, it, where is that clear communication versus, you know, are they belittling the conversation? You know, should should they approach it potentially a different way? But, you know, they should have that voice. Wall Street's point, all feelings are valid. You know, I'm sorry you're feeling this way. You know, let's talk about it. I'm good at you that. Know, do you, you know, do you need to vent or do you need a solution? That And that's that's one of those things where men are getting better at that. I still know I have, you know, I'll talk to male friends and they're like, well, why don't you do this? I've already thought of that right now. I just need to bitch. Yeah. And it, to, to, to that point, has everyone seen the history of swear words? <laughs> no, I, I need to. I've heard great okay. things about it. Oh, it's amazing. Netflix, do it. The, 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 the uh, session on bitch. What can a woman do to not be called a bitch by man? Don't be too loud. Don't be too quiet. Don't be too sexy. Don't be too conservative. And it goes through, it basically comes down to don't be. 
Yeah. And I'm like, that just kind of fit right into this this article in terms of the thinking. Are we better? Absolutely. Are we there yet? No. And that's the whole point of this is that we just because progress has been made, you don't get a pat on the back for it. Yes. The great Trinity Chevalier once gave me some words of wisdom. I know it's rare coming from her, but um, <laughs> take, hey! take the thing out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling really down and I was feeling guilty for feeling down. And she said something. Wall Street, just because somebody has a broken leg doesn't mean you can't feel bad about your sprained ankle. And what that meant was just because someone else is suffering worse than you, it's okay to acknowledge that you're suffering. What is not okay is to walk over to the person with a broken leg and be like, yeah, know how you feel. I sprained my ankle. Then you look like an asshole. If, if you feel that women have privilege in certain areas, yes, you're entitled to that feeling. Good, and, because and, every commercial and sitcom I've seen in the last 20 years makes me look like I'm a dick. And you're, and, and, dick. and you're allowed to voice that concern. Okay. There's two things that, forgive me if I'm speaking no. out of turn, women ask that you don't do. Don't do it in front of them and don't invade their spaces to do it. Don't do it. So I'm like four billion people in the world I have to shut my mouth in front of because I might offend them. Damn right. Stinger switch. Sorry. I would say that, um, you know, as a person who was born female, I'm happy to talk about men's issues. What I don't like is when it's used to speak over women. If you really care about it that much, you'd talk about it more often instead of as a not you, reaction. Ju- not you, Mr. NVT. I will drink because now I can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not you, Mr. NVT. That's a girl glass. You know, it's kind of like uh, something people will talk about. Um, I'm about to talk about uh, very briefly about issues of sexual assault is you know, when a woman speaks up about being assaulted, there will always be that one person. Says, well, men get assaulted too. It's like, yes. Oh my God, let's More talk often about than it. Women. It's like, let's talk about it. Okay, so you care about it. What do you want to do? But also at the same time, if the only time you're talking about it is to, to speak over a woman or invalidate her experience, yes. then you don't care as much as you say you do. And that's why people tend towards misandry because they get how, sick how and you, tired I, of that I, shit. I, I how, how, do you, how do you get to. I was going to say, how, how do you get to. Put intent behind my words. Why is it the only time that it's You're ever bringing it up? apparent that you have these Because it opinions? was brought up in conversation. Why, mm. why are you only having that conversation when the conversation started with a topic that wasn't that? Were yes. we, we can allowed... start a conversation about... Were we having a were conversation about, about sexual Robin. assault? Or no. were we having a conversation about, about, talk, about your sexual assault? Please talk about it. Just yes. don't use it as a right. rebuttal. Yes. Uh, is a man invited into the conversation when, you, when a woman speaks? Question. Is there invitation to bring other people's dead grandparents to my funeral? Like, to my dead grandparents' funeral? Uh, no, hardly. Right. So if, if they can stay the on task, are they invited? Definitely talk yes. more. Oh, yeah, my absolutely. God. Yeah, the, the most, one of the, some of the most productive conversations I've had, um, very short story times, my freshman year of school, someone in my hall on my floor, a, a girl, was sexually assaulted by her friend. And the people that I had the most meaningful conversations with about it were the boys on our floor and it was because the girls were very conditioned like oh yeah this happens and that happened okay and we all gathered and we're discussing our self-defense strategies and you know and it's kind of the guys we got to talk about it and they were like i've never seen this up close before and it was a very good thing to talk about and just be like okay That's so great. here's it w- i feel like it changed a lot of their character to talk about it and not have it in- immediately be about well, what what about men? You know, because right. when you come in close contact with somebody who's either a survivor or somebody who's uh, somebody who's a survivor or somebody who's talking about it, if somebody is saying, "Oh my God, I am in so much pain because this thing happened to me," and the only thing somebody else has to say is, "Yeah, well, like it happens to men too," yeah, that that's, doesn't come that's, across that's, as compassionate. That's a, that's a shithead move. Well, yes, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking man, about. I'm talking about as a, as a weapon when it's being used yes, as a weapon to speak yeah. over. Yes. absolutely talk about men being sexually assaulted. It needs to be talked about more because absolutely. men are degraded yes. for being sexually assaulted absolutely. and that's not fucking she, okay. She, I have a question for the women of the room, including you, Emily, if you get a chance. Do you know and can you tell when a man is being genuine or disingenuine when they speak or do you have a pre-assumptive uh, knee-jerk, reaction. knee-jerk reaction concerning if a man offers opinion based upon your experiences in life? To me, it really depends on delivery. 
It really does depend on delivery. If you are engaged with me and you're saying, well, how about this? I would I would appreciate input from a man and on anything, especially if it's something that I don't have a lot of experience with. I'd be like, there are things that I'll absolutely go to men first about and that, you know, and it's kind of like, but if it's being used as either an argument tactic or if someone's just talking to me in a way that is condescending, eh, I, I don't want that. And that will, my knee-jerk reaction will be aggression. Right. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I think if there's active listening on both sides, you know, it really depends on the context of that conversation. You know, is the man in this case being genuine when he brings that information forward or is it that rebuttal or that defense strategy? Yes. To me, the comment that comes after that one is the one that will tell me, is it genuine or is it trying to shut me up? What if there was another reason other than to, to be rebuttal? What if they wish to belong to this conversation, but all they have is this silly ounce of information, but they don't know how to communicate it? You can sympathize with someone without bringing that up, though. If, if, someone, go, if someone confides in you, I've been assaulted. I'm just saying on this topic because we've been talking about this. Yes. Yes. If someone confides in you, I've been assaulted. You know, in, if your knee-jerk reaction is... Or if, my, if the first comment to me is, well, men get assaulted, too is i just kind of feel like to mr nvt's perspective all all media shares men as being incompetent to to i mean commercials show us as being commercials and sitcoms we don't we want to make fun of right couples it's speak, the dudes it's assumed that we're not going to say the right thing then say that you know just be straight uh, transparent communication i'm not really sure what to say right now because i don't want to upset you what do you need from me and, and then okay. very mature for men they have to know. Panda. Panda. So that transparent communication is key, but not only is the comment key, it's the reaction time to that comment. Mm -hmm. You know, do you do you allow yourself that vulnerability and immediately they're trying to enter the conversation or are they listening until you're finished speaking and then saying, I've had a similar experience, but it it's not the same as yours. You know, I can have empathy for your situation, but I don't necessarily know what you're feeling. For me, I usually try to gauge if someone's sitting here thinking about their response to me while I'm speaking and absorbing what I'm saying, or are they actually absorbing and then formulating the response? Panna, you are uh, absolutely correct. Uh, uh, that pause that's after that comment, of, after hearing something. Is a, is a certainly an indicator. Wall Street. Yeah, we're going to have to cut the break in yep. a minute, but I just no want to say... We're, we're, oh, out? All right. Yeah. This was productive. So, I, I just have like five more minutes. Okay, all right. So, no, no, go ahead. There's something in the book that I thought was really interesting. You mentioned this earlier, Cersei. Sometimes the, the best thing a man can do is shut up and listen. So part of the impetus for me picking this book was um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, <clears throat> Kitty Kins and I had a great conversation um, uh, about something we saw on Facebook. Uh, long story short, there was someone that we knew who had been accused of sexual assault and it kind of developed in real time as far as did this person do it, did they not? Um, we never got a resolution for it, but I can sort of share off off camera that it kind of, he looks pretty guilty. Um, but she went on this huge rant. It was basically an I hate men rant. I'm tired of men. Flip the whole fucking table. And after about 10 minutes of her typing, she stops and she pauses and she says, I am so sorry. This was not meant at you. I'm angry. And I told her two things. I said, I'd like to, I sell, I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell the women in my life, the LGBT community, and my minority friends. I want to be an ally. And, and in my definition, maybe I'm wrong, but this is my definition, an ally needs to do two things. They need to act as a sounding board. They need to be able to let that person vent and not judge. They also need to do the emotional labor and the work to help other people understand that position. So I, I told Kittykins, you're allowed to feel however you feel, and I'm here if you need to talk or scream. And she took a step back and she said, that's exactly what I needed. Thank you. Yes. And that's that's all it took. Just yes. be shutting up and letting her do her thing. The, the one thing I want to kind of wrap this up with is where our community is strong in helping dismiss some of this feeling um the author says you know women can't express their sexuality or she doesn't use whores or sluts but it's implied we know that that's not true and we have made progress in that and it's this community it's this this type of community that has made 
those strides and saying, look, women have sexuality and they're not only allowed to express it, they're encouraged to express it. Yes. I had this conversation with a professor of mine, um, you know, people out there, I'm an art student and I make a lot of work about kink and BDSM. And I describe my professor, who shall not be named, as a second wave feminist in that he goes, women shouldn't be objectified and degraded. I'm like, yeah. And then he goes, but like any paint, any painting I do, I, I'll, I'll portray women in rope or in needles. And he'll go, the, the, the one in particular, it wasn't even as, it wasn't overtly kinky. It was just, um, you know, the look with the chin down, but the eyes up, you know, kind of look, mm-hmm. which is a very um, entrancing look. And he goes, the chin down is very degrading and submissive. And I was like, why are those the same thing? Right. When, since yeah. when has being submissive been, been degrading? And, you know, he's kind of to the point where women should not be objectified. And I'm like, yeah. But then he goes, any woman in any sexual position is being objectified or degraded. And I'm like, yeah. Women can happily be in sexual positions. And also some women want to be objectified and, and, and degraded. And if they're consenting to it, it's fine. And, and that's where uh, fetish model Emily Rose has her power is being able to express her sexuality through whatever means she chooses. That is a power she now has. And that's wonderful. Wait, we- submissive? Model? Fetish model Lily Rose has that power? Who knew? It's. <laughs> you go, baby. You go. Damn right. <laughs> it, it's it's a wonderful thing, and and we have made great progress there. You know the, um, when you walk into a munch, and you see men and women there, the the, you know, experienced person walks walking into a munch that doesn't say the men are the doms, the women are the submissives, because we know better. The general population isn't there. And I think to some extent, Mr. NBT, that may be some of your frustration because you see our community and you know that we are at least a little further than than what this woman portrays in her essay. Oh, no, I disagree. I think we're a lot further. But go and continue. But, you know, we, we have made progress there. But we all know even in our community, there are the super alpha male doms there are the creepers who come in and oh yeah i'm a feminist just because he wants to get friendly with you know a woman um it's it's still there but in in our ability and our stress on communication and our not wanting to make assumptions that's where i think we really are leading the charge on this ability to put the genders on a more equal level to the point where it doesn't matter anymore what gender you are or how you identify. The generic male entitlement within our community has has been diminished. Basically, we take nothing for for We assume nothing. Wall Street, do you have anything? Any no, I, I would say I think, I think that's the point. I, I think you shouldn't assume anything. I think that... The last several years through my journey through the lifestyle and and trying to understand women better, I think that's exactly it. It's, you know, I've said it a thousand times, perception is the lens through which we view reality. And I think we all, to some more than others, look at our lives and we think that's how the world is. And I think we need to step outside of that and we need to look objectively at um, what the data tells us and what perspectives tell us and compile all that together and not make that assumption that well my life is like this so i don't see why someone would complain because we when we make those statements we assume everyone has that opportunity or everyone has those those options and 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 i mean that's the definition of privilege being able to say that it it comes down to not making assumptions and and just listening yeah the final thing i had here is i know i talked about it a little bit earlier is that uh, the misandry uh, perspective is that I'm tired of trying to fit into a man's world. I'm trying to make mon- men understand that I belong there. Screw it. I'm going to have my own world. My own world is enough. And if there is a man that wants to come into my world that I deem worthy, who says, how can I come into your world? He's admitted. And, and it's that it's I. And again, I understand the viewpoint. I don't 
find this was the almost viewpoint. banned in France, right? Yes. Yep. Do you, I mean, do you think we would do something that wasn't banned? Like that's, I needed kerosene for the show. We got to the banned reading list. Yeah, I, I. That's how you. It's funny you mention this because the, they the book came out in November and they're already on the fourth printing, printing. because they can't keep it on the fucking shelves because mm-hmm. France was like, don't read the book. So what happens when you say don't read the book? Everyone read the book. Yes. <laughs> it, it's. I, I, I understand the frustration, but I don't see it as necessarily being ultimately helpful, ultimately useful. It's a point where you go and you just get fed up and you go sit there for a while and then come back and say, okay, you know, men have the right to be emotional. Men have the right to talk about their sexual abuse. Women have the right to say, you know what, I don't feel like I'm being heard. And it's all valid. And that's where the goal is, is to be able to get to the point where, again, it doesn't matter what gender you are or how you identify you're just people maybe you're a nice person maybe you're an asshole but not based on you know whether you have a penis or a vagina it doesn't come down to or, you know are, are you an xy or a double x doesn't matter so that's that Mine's is i think where her <laughs> that that's where i think she would like to be going i think that's what her hope is is that we can get past that but she's still stuck in this yeah problem i'm sorry tldr gender sorry, norms are fucked either way <laughs> gender norms are fucked either way yeah okay cool <laughs> so we got fetish model emily rose you have anything else you want to add to this show nah i'm gonna let this one go <laughs> i love you baby we we almost we almost could do two different shows on this because there's a whole section on violence against women and um what she calls the heterosexual trap about how men, women are conditioned that they need to marry and have kids, whereas men, it's like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want, nobody cares. So maybe there'll be a part two. I don't know. Yeah. We, there, was we, a, we, there was a lot in 50 pages. Uh, yeah. It was tightly really packed. looking forward to that show. <laughs> you loved it. Shut up. What did I say before we got started? Next Saturday is your reward for being a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're no fucking hot, dude. Both sides of the coin. No, it's not. I won't be home yet. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh. baby. <laughs> oh, you're killing me, Smalls. All right. Is that it then? Yep. Thirsty? You turning the show back over to me? <laughs> Outstanding. Guys, thanks a lot for hanging out with the K10 Podcast. What did we miss? All right. I know you guys were l- jumping around in the live chat tonight, I'm sure. I'm sure. I know I'll be manning it, so. I think Yay. pretty tied up just threw her phone against the wall. I'm sure. <laughs> I'll let you know. Angrily knitting. He's I'll get the angry angrily knitting. All right. Well, then for fetish model Emily Rose, for Cersei and Knots, for Stinger Switch, for Sawdust Stud, for Wall Street, KMFD Mike, Panda, and Chapin, I'm your host, Mr. Nominal Interest. Did I get everybody? I got everybody, right? All right, cool. Just making sure. I'm doing good. Come on. Guys, I did good. I did yeah, not lose my fucking brain. I think that was very brain. productive. Yes. I, all right, cool. You guys, deserve cookies. We, <laughs> we'll be back on Saturday morning. Uh, what, what's the Saturday show now? How to get out of the friend zone. How to get out of the... Yeah, that's supposed to be fun. I right. know you're going to dig this. All right, guys. We'll see you then. Make sure you tune in. Chapin, kick us out.
Can I smell it? Now a word from our sponsors. Beautiful man. Use it anyway. Adult supervision recommended. Just do it. You're listening to the non Trist K101 podcast with Mr. NVT. I will do whatever it is that you want. They don't even pay me to be here. Oh, I'm very wet. I'm just really trying to turn you guys on. That's all I want to do. Yeah, pull them pants down.